1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: There was this guy (laughs) on there who was a bit strange. And his person, when they had the reveal, she kind of went, Mm. Oh, um... (laughs) You, you don't really blink at all. Uh, you're a bit intense. <laughs> it, she definitely was like, I've made the wrong choice here. This guy is weird. Did you love Tim Key? I love Tim, love Key? Tim Key. Yeah. So I, <laughs> and I thought he came across
1: as one of the nicest people, didn't he? he so I thought. so
2: did. I've, I'm a bit in love yeah. with Tim Key now. I'm a bit in love with Tim Key. And he made a really good cake. Yeah. He made a henge.
1: <laughs> and she was trying to rub a whole block of butter. Yeah with 10 inch fingernails and she was like, oh, oh, my oh, God, God, I've, I've never done It's before. It.
2: Like, oh,
1: it was <laughs> awful,
2: wasn't it? <laughs> it was so I do not want a man that doesn't blink in my bedroom. No, you um, do not want this guy, bless his soul. No. Bless him. No.
0: Welcome
1: to episode 138 of the Women's Running Podcast, I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. I start with the chaos in my life at the moment, and because that's included a trip to AE, I have a little weep within about five minutes. Sorry about that. And while it isn't directly running related, it is something I wanted to talk about in the context of the emotional mental load that women so often carry. I'd be really interested to hear what you think about this, while I'm all too conscious that men are rarely asked how they're able to juggle childcare, full-time jobs and training, um, so I feel like a bad feminist for even bringing it up. But it's an important topic to discuss because the fact remains that we are the ones that carry the majority of that load, and how on earth do we train for something big and important if we're doing all of that? Because I've had a rubbish week, you have to forgive us as we then have a delicious conversation about reality TV. Holly is at pains to tell me that everyone wants me to watch Love is Blind. I really don't want to watch Love is Blind. Can someone back me up here so I don't have to, please? We also talk about fasted running. We're both guilty of accidental fasted running, but we get into the logistics here based on some very quick Google research on whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to do obviously if it works for you then that's great do let us know your thoughts please on this and any other topics at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk and join us on patreon for exclusive newsletters free monthly live chats and patreon only episodes the fourth one is available right now do sign up at patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running and go and have a listen. This episode of the Women's Running Podcast is sponsored by Higher State. Tell me more about these Higher State people. Oh. So, they are extremely lovely people based in Yorkshire who make Beautiful kit that's designed to protect you from the elements and make sure you're safely seen while you're out there.
2: Oh, are they the people that designed my lovely HiVis running jacket that I did the run through Battersea 5K in? They are indeed.
1: They also made my favourite HiVis long sleeve
2: top, the one with thumb holes. You've got to love a thumb (laughs) hole. Aside from us, who else is their kit designed for? Higher State says
1: their Hive is kit is brilliant for everybody, from road runners to trail types, fell runners to marathon runners. You're all going to love it.
2: And look, look at this. There's a money-off code thing. Don't keep us hanging, then. What is it? Well, it says here, just go to their official partner. That's sportsshoes.com forward slash higher-state. And that's in the show notes as well. And use the code HSTWR20, that's H-S-T-W-R-20, to get yourself 20% off when you buy two higher state things. 20% off.
1: Is that exclusive to the Women's Running Podcast? I believe it is. <laughs> Where
2: do I need to go again? So it's sportsshoes.com forward slash higher dash state and use the code hstwr HST wr 20
1: <gasps> I will. I'm off.
2: Woohoo! <laughs> so much. <laughs> so, well, we've actually probably got loads to catch up on. We do. Because our patrons know what happened to you earlier this week, but the rest of the pod yeah. squad do not.
1: Do you want to talk about it?
2: Or is it all too oh, much? Fuck.
1: It's just been... It just feels like it's, no, it's fine. I can absolutely talk about it, you know. Um, And we, you know, I've talked about shitting myself on the podcast. So why would I not talk about the rest of my life? I think it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's been a really, really shit couple of weeks, which I think I spoke about in the last one, just Mm -hmm. because Dave's away for a bit. And you know, and I absolutely do and I'm gonna say it again, but I don't wanna kind of conflate that and say, you know, my experience is anything like anyone else's who has a much more permanent experience of parenting on their own. Um, it's not like that at all. It's just a small time in which it's been a bit more difficult to cope with stuff. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's muddling along in the background. It's fine. Um but then on Wednesday night at gymnastics. Um, not me. Um, Ted dislocated his elbow. And oh, I did it
2: was his elbow. Oh, yeah. that's so nasty. Oh Rude. God! Oh. oh, it makes it me go was riddle,
1: horrible. And it, it was just. Oh. I know this is not running content, but it was just. It did make me think about about. It made me think. Before. It's never stopped. <laughs> <us before. laughs> It's just like, I mean, it was horrible. It was, you know, a whole afternoon, evening in A&E. Which is never nice. Which is never nice. It was, in terms of experiences of hospitals and doctors and A&E type things, absolutely bloody amazing. And I know Mm -hmm. everyone who has to experience the NHS at like face to face comes away saying fuck me they're worth their money you know yeah. we should pay them a bit more mm-hmm. um I, but yeah i came away from that with a full of just love and joy for the nhs that provided for and cared for it was the care yeah more than the medicine the care we had um a nurse with us the whole time from like the moment we got there to the moment we left who I desperately wanted to hug at the end and oh. thought that that was probably not the done thing. Oh,
2: I'm sure she would have done. I'm <laughs> sure she
1: would have given you a hug. But, you know, I wept. And, you know, she had, she watched all of our emotions. Mm-hmm. She cared for Ted in, in a such a kind of maternal way and was with us every step of the way and was just so, so lovely and so caring to both me and him. And it was just, yeah, it was, um, yeah an incredible kind of life affirming experience and mm-hmm. does make you go home and think shit what can i do to campaign for these people so that they're actually paid a proper fucking decent wage for yeah. their the thing that they do which is to you know and it, it was the, also she told me the story of her as a nurse how actually she's not full time in the nhs anymore that she does lots of community nursing now um, and that she comes in like once every fortnight or so, and does a kind of night shift. Um, and we—I was just asking Aww. about her career. What a legend. And she, oh, she's a, a complete legend, and she said oh, that she'd made. She her kids were about the same age as mine, and she'd made the decision. Um, I hope I'm not. Oh, I haven't mentioned her name, so it's okay. But she'd made the decision to to make that change because um, she was a full time kind of A and E nurse, and she decided to make the change into community nursing um post-covid because she used to work um on the pediatric ward in Mm -hmm. during covid and she said and she sort of looked at me all I could see was you know she had a mask on but she sort of looked up at me and she said I just couldn't do it anymore and she said you know I I had to see such things and I had to be there for this awful time oh my god makes me feel so upset can you just imagine what she would have gone through
2: yeah I mean
1: obviously everyone else is going through it but um
2: Oh, it's just been a really long week, so I'm really weepy. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. But how's, tell us, tell us all, how's Ted doing now? How's, (laughs) what happened in terms, if you can discuss, what happens if you have a dislocated elbow? Oh, well. um, He had to have a, had to have a little op, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I'll gather myself together in a minute. Sorry, Um, that's probably
2: not (laughs) helpful for gathering yourself. (laughs)
1: No, it is helpful because I can think about specifics. I'm very mm-hmm. good at logistics and specifics rather than looking at people's eyes looking sad. Um, yeah, so m- all, all of the time that we were there was kind of gathering him together and um, and preparing him for what was basically going to be a pop it back into its socket job. Um, okay. Whoa. So, yeah. It's, it so, makes me want
2: to chunk. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they, uh, so all of this, they said, um, if we do it in A&E, that then he'll be given sedation rather than a general. Um, and the sedation is ketamine. <gasps> so Ted had a big night out. He had a big night out. He was, I, I have never, he was so funny. He was so funny. So they, the, the the all the worst of it was just the prep because he is, I mean, I know none of us are happy with pain, but he is, <laughs> the least happy mm. and the most anxious person about pain. Um, But finally, you know, a cannula was put in and he was okay. And there was crying all over the place, but he was fine. He was fine. Um And then I was prepped by the doctor that what I had to do with this ketamine was I had to talk to him over and over and over again while the medicine was being administered so that he would fall asleep, to all intents and purposes, thinking about lovely things. So he'd have a good trip, basically. Yes, exactly. Because if you are anxious when you go under, then you have nightmares and you wake up feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I've described this as being filibustering, I had to just talk to him about Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just going, "Oh, imagine all the roblox we're going to play tomorrow and you're going to be getting all these points and you're going to be doing all this and blah, blah. And it worked. Yeah. So after about 10 seconds or something, his eyes didn't close. He just his eyes sort of flickered a bit. And the doctor said, "That's it." The, the the lights are on, but nobody's home. That's what that is. Okay. Oh and dear, I was, that's not very nice.
2: It wasn't nice. I and was had good, good for Ted, because he doesn't know what's so going was, on, but he's in a Ted, K-hole. You, but <laughs> you, not, not nice for you to witness, I imagine. He was tripping his little nuts off while I was then <laughs> being pulled out of the
1: room. And I, I was shaking, like not even, you know, not even the tremor shake. You know, when you're just like, all of you are just like, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and I was trying to text Dave about what was going on, and as I wrote, he is lovely. Lovely nurse came out and said, "Done. You can come back in again."
2: Oh, I know. So, oh, I know. good, so good, it, good. That's amazing. So, so quick. Yeah. so quick.
1: So quick. So quick. So most of his trip was spent having his arm put in a cast, okay. rather than the the pop it back in, which was literally it. Just, and it was
2: it wasn't too long before he kind of came round again a bit.
1: No, um, I did. I spoke to him after when he was fully, fully composes mentis. I sort of mm-hmm. said, "Oh, um, what do you first? What did you first remember?" And he said, "Oh, you were talking to the nurse about something." Um, okay, and then you then you were talking to me about something, and so yeah, it, it took another. He was under for about twenty minutes.
2: Okay, that's not as told. long as I would imagine. No, I don't know and, why. And but then he started because well, yeah. when people go under general anaesthetic and stuff, you feel they're like under it's, for hours. Like, yeah, a long time. Oh, mm.
1: yeah. So it was like oh, how 20 clever. It's super, super clever. And then, um, and then he was just so sweet because he was like, there was these things like, "Mummy, you've got four eyes." <sighs> <laughs> oh. and then he's and then he was like and then there was a bit where he tried to get up and he went my arm is so heavy because <laughs> of the plaster cast and then he said if if I was asked how I felt from zero to ten I'd say eleven.
2: <laughs> oh, he was loving it <laughs> he loved it
1: <laughs> and I said what did you dream about and he said I dreamt of Roblox and I got
2: 100 Robux and I was oh like, that's oh it worked job done honestly yeah. <laughs> I feel like because I know we had a chat about it the day after and I know that you were worried about his, his you know the pain that he'd gone through and how horrid it all is but my memory yeah. of those kinds of things as a child I remember, I remember having a tooth out and similarly, Ooh. I think it would have been, um, it wasn't general that I went under. It was when they used to give you laughing gas, basically.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think you go kind of out, do you? But you kind of yeah. like similarly, you're just sort of not with it at all. And I can't remember any of the of the, mm. the tooth being taken out. Um, but similarly, I had a nice nurse who sat with me and talked about, she got me to do sort of things with my brain that were obviously ways of just sort of distracting and, and lulling and kind of where I had to uh, name my best friends and then I had to say what their favourite colours were and then they turned into fairies. So it was like, oh, well, oh. Catherine is a pink fairy and you are a blue fairy or whatever. And, we, and she matched everybody up with their favourite colours and made this whole world where... And all I remember from that experience, even though I'm sure it was painful, yeah. I remember it being... Such a treat because I went and had all this lovely attention from this nurse and she told me this amazing story and it was all all quite lovely being under the drugs. And then my mum bought me a Tamagotchi afterwards for being brave. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. I, I know, mean, 90s,
2: 90s baby, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I just remember, I only remember those bits. So I'm sure Ted will remember the fact that he got to be at home and spend a whole day with you when he should have been at school. That will probably be yeah. big on the memes. Um, yeah. I'm sure he'll remember dreaming of a hundred Robux. <laughs> yeah. He will remember and only tri- the, only the lovely bits, I'm sure.
1: And the mega trip. Yeah. And the mega no trip. Come down.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 He'll just remember the wildest night of his life. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Bless him. I really hope so. I really hope so. But I must admit, because it does, it does. I know I'm just talking about my kid here, but I do it does tie in. It ties into us and brand and women and everything and mental fucking load. Because Mm. all I was thinking about well not all I was obviously I was thinking about Ted, but it did cross my mind, you know. I was in A&E with him. I was really fortunate that I was able to have someone to care for Felix at the same time. But otherwise, Felix would have had to have been with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was
2: literally going to text you and be like, does Felix want to come around for lentil bolognese? Because I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't. I'd forgotten that your dad was with you. And yeah. so I was like, what on earth is is Felix going to do? Yeah. But
1: yeah. She we were, had. We, she, the Dave stars had collided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dave popped back. Um and, and I know that Dave produces this, so I feel unkind to say this, but there was a little bit where he, he turned up, he saw Ted before Ted went and, and had the op, and then he came back after Felix had uh, gone to bed and saw him after he'd woken up, at which point he said something like, oh, I'm really tired. And this reminded me very much of when I was mid-labor with Ted, mm. and he said the same thing, which was, "Cool, oh, I'm really tired and and both times both wednesday nights and 10 years ago when i was in labor with ted i just i didn't even have a response apart from to look
2: at him and go is it uh, time for me to my... become one of the only female stranglers in <laughs> in history <laughs> you're fucking
1: tired well let me tell you um yeah so it's uh, uh. that's interesting but yeah all of all of that was um all of that combined to make me just think about all the shit, all mm. the shit that we have to deal with that, and, uh, and I hate it. I hate it when we put, we even put a, qu- a question out on our brand recently where, where I was a bit like, well, I'm not sure about that because it was asking about um, uh, how busy people arrange their lives so they can get training in. And it does feel like one of those questions that you ask film stars, like, how do you look after your
2: children? Yeah, as well that as, you wouldn't ask you know, men. That mm-hmm. you wouldn't ask
1: men. Yeah. And, uh, but it's a valid question because we are all busy people. We've all got jobs. We've got outside lives. We've mm. got things that we need to think about as well as the running. And 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 this week and last week, a lot of the stuff I've been thinking about along with everything else, because I keep on forgetting, I keep on forgetting that actually I'm training for a, a, a marathon at the same time, but I'm sitting there just going, oh God, right. Okay. So I need to figure out how to kind of get the kids to school and get them back and, um i need to make sure that there's some kind of after school care and i need to make, make sure that i've got time in order to like sign off the magazine and record the pod um mm-hmm. you know because on wednesday i was like oh my god you know we were supposed to do a live and we couldn't do the live um and you know so there's all these kind of thoughts the churn the thoughts the along with shit i've not done the washing so they don't have clean t-shirts in the morning and um i've not hoovered under their beds for ages so they're probably getting moths in their mouths when they sleep and <laughs>
2: You know, (laughs) oh, new hair unlocked. I haven't (laughs) gone under my bed in a while. Um, You know, so
1: you have the kind of the cleaning stuff as you're looking around. There's the I've got to pay for, you know, after school care. I've got to pay for lessons of something. There's a school trip that Ted's supposed to be going on in September that I've not paid for. All the whir, all the whir that's whirring around in my head, Mm -hmm. and then you get an extra spanner that gets thrown in by way of a dislocated elbow and and you need to look after them at home and thank fuck we don't have to go into an office yeah. as well as everything else but how do we cope with all of that and then fit in 4 hour running and and I've, all my strength training has fucked off out the window i have done nothing yeah. nothing so all i'm doing is the
2: now the bare minimum which is not but where i want to be I I get, I totally get that. And I get how that would contribute to general marinoia. But I feel like that it's the time for bare minimum. Like you have done so much training. Your base for this run is so strong. You, you, you will slay. Um, And, and I feel like you're about to head into your tapering period. Anyway, anyway, it's probably Mm. time to start being a bit gentle on yourself and stress You've seen directly with me, I've been thinking about how do I talk to you about this in the way that you would talk to me and you have seen directly how much stress and anxiety can impact my overall health and my running. I think pulling back and doing the bare minimum, if you try to push yourself too much with training right now, you might just end up running yourself into the ground. Whereas I think this is the time to... recoup take stock look after yourself get ready for big race and it, it, it it's fine it's fine if you start your taper a little bit earlier than you planned or if you start to ease off a little bit more than when you know where you would have liked to have been because you've got a great like basis for this run and you might potentially run the risk of ruining all of that if you push yourself too hard yeah,
1: would that be what you said yeah. to me? Probably. That is basically what I say <laughs> to you. But I I don't think I would even say it as eloquently as you as you've just said it. Yeah, I know. No, I, I know I felt you're false
2: right. eloquency in that I do. <laughs> I just say the same thing three times, and with different, slightly different words, and then it sounds like I like a politician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't, I yeah. I you you know you're right. It's
1: it's just it's it's hard it's you know I think about what I was doing in the run-up to the last one and you know I was training every single I wasn't running every single day but I was training every single day and I was kind of I had such an eye on you know making sure I was doing the strength stuff and the mobility stuff Mm -hmm. and I was doing that yoga and I was and I loved it I absolutely loved it and I would love it now but I just can't be asked like I am sat here in my running gear. So I am going to go because I haven't done a Friday run. So I have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll do that after this. Um, And then tomorrow I'm going to ask my neighbours to look after the kids so I can do the long run. Um, But even, even saying that, even... What is it about worries? Because I'm I'm just going, okay, I know I can go on my long run, but my neighbours were so brilliant last weekend. And I know they'll do it again this weekend and they don't mind and it's all fine and everything. But shit, it's been raining all week. So my usual route that I would do that's Mm. flat and straight out and straight back. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, maybe I should do something different and maybe I'll just run around in circles like 20 times. Yeah, the unknown (laughs) is
2: is what, yeah, that's what I get scared of as well. I think Anna McNuff would tell us that we are less likely to be confident with going on adventures because that's how... Girls are brought up, yeah, and that's true. how women end up feeling, and that that is all bollocks. And we are just as capable of going out there and going, well let's just see where we end up. It will be totally fine, yeah. even though I loathe that. I was going to say as well that, um, like also as a disclaimer, that if you are enjoying all of that and finding that your peaceful time, because I was putting you through the lens of me then. And like I love running mm. for the way that it makes me feel afterwards, and I enjoy yes. tr- the 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 sort of habit of and the pattern of training for something and the purpose it gives me. But I mm-hmm. don't always love going on a long run, and yeah. I think so. I was sort of slightly skewing your viewpoint then. If you really, really feel like that would be your respite from the stress, then I think a hundred percent still go for it and and take time but if it feels like another thing in your list then Mm -hmm. something might give and that might be horrid i i also think like it it just goes to show doesn't it with ted earlier this week that there are so many more important things genuinely than whether or not you have a great run at the london marathon and
0: it That's will true. it
2: will be totally fine, but like the world will not implode. Even if you are like, I can't do it anymore. Worst case scenario, you don't even make it to the start line. Mm. Like there are so many more important things than you know, every all of us will love and support you still and not give a hoot. And like, you know, it's it it it's all fine. It's all fine. You're just doing your best and everybody loves you and it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: It'll be fine. It'll it's, be fine. It's it's not Wednesday. I was gonna say weepy Wednesdays. It's Friday. No, yeah. In the field Topic Fridays. Fridays. <laughs> In, In the field Fridays.
1: Fridays. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ugh. More uh, running talk it,
2: has, or would you like me to talk to you about something else? <laughs> 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 I was gonna ask about
1: your running. How's your how's yours going?
2: absolutely fine I've had I have I have actually been this isn't to rub it in because you know that in general things are the other way around I have actually been exercising every day and loving it Ooh, which is girl, really yeah. nice because I was doing that for kind of January all of January and then I let that slide as I was kind of had some illnesses and life got a bit busier in Feb um, mm-hmm. and after the half I was like, oh, I'm just going to lie on my chaise long and be fed grapes for ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of back into a nice swing where like, I'm really looking forward to my... It really works for me. And again, I appreciate that not everybody can do this. We're really, really lucky because we work from home that... I really, really enjoy exercising at lunchtime because I really look forward to it. Whereas I might not Mm. look forward to getting up and going for a run first thing in the morning or getting up and doing yoga first thing in the morning, or because that might feel like a kind of another job in the day. Yeah. Reframing it as that being my lunch break and my, my time, uh, my away from screen time, I end up really looking forward to it. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to go and, basically it's sort of be told what to do when you've had a slightly stressful work day it's like i can't wait for adrian to tell me what to do or for my training plan to just tell me what how many minutes i need to run or whatever it's it's a dream so i've done one hit class one run and two yogas so far this week i thought i might go to spin (laughs) this lunch as well i'm going bonkers for it at the moment you are that's amazing but that's me isn't it next week I'll be like oh I haven't done anything because it's too much <laughs> I'm just a bit of a, a roller coaster I'm not very good at sticking to a routine <laughs> that sounds incredible though it sounds really good it sounds like you have got balanced really nicely there yeah I'm taking the win that I, I'm enjoying it at the moment and if, if as soon as I'm mm-hmm. not enjoying it I will stop for a bit I won't yeah. force myself to do it every day if that's like making me feel rubbish it's just nice because you know when you do your first thing that you've done in a little while like last week when I kind of tentatively went for a run and I did a one of the my nice Harry Styles mm. woman hit hit classes as well <laughs> and I could really feel it and I had quite bad doms and it's just really nice that already by the end of this week I feel back in a swing where I like, I'm not sore after it or you know I'm not more than the yeah. normal amount of sore um and it does feel good to be back where I feel confident about being able to do a class or something, especially when mm-hmm. it's like a class in front of other people, like spin and know that yeah. I will be okay and I'm not going to keel over or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely feeling, feeling a bit more confident about fitness and like my body again, not that anything has changed with my body at all, but it makes me feel a bit more of the old, body positive slash body neutrality thing if yeah. I'm doing something with my body that I'm proud of because if I flop around like a big old sack of crisps yeah. which is what I am most of the time then <laughs> I feel like I don't always love I don't feel very proud of my body, and I forget what it does for me so yeah, nice to get it back sort of That's moving nice. again and doing yoga as well it's like I, I went so long really with kind of neglecting it and mm-hmm. I've started a new one of those Adrian 30 day things um yeah and I'm only on like day 10 or something and I already feel like you know I can get my heels down a bit closer to the mat on in downward dog and I felt you know when you it, it, it comes back oh, and I you think, that. oh yes okay I haven't lost this forever it is yeah. it is coming back again yeah 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 I yeah
1: I absolutely love that There, yeah I, I thoroughly agree with all of that there's that lovely kind of feel like like I get that quite a lot when I do strength training mm-hmm. and I've I've kind of forgotten that until you just said it but the the feel of I love how kind of happy i feel once i've done that hit class down in the park and come back because i just think you know i i just you know bashed out a load of press-ups and you know picked up a heavy weight and you know yeah did things that made me just Mm -hmm. think i would never have imagined my body doing this yeah 10 years ago 20 years ago even 30 years ago there's no no way 20 year old me would be doing Mm-hmm. press-ups, actual proper press-ups, not on your own. up press-ups. press-ups. Yeah. I mean I don't go down very far, but you know, it's a press up. It's a so press it's like, up it's a press-up. Yeah. That it means kind you of thing. kind of disrupt
2: home, don't you? And you're like, I'm a boss ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like it you're like you're on an episode of selling sunset or something where it's one of those <laughs> one of those songs that's written specifically for reality TV that's like she's walking down yeah. the street. She's just done a boot camp. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: That's my internal voice. How did yeah, you do that's that? Me. that's me. <laughs> that's me as well. I do, those,
2: I do those songs for myself all the time. She's making some eggs because she's a bass ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I do actually have some reality TV things to talk to you about.
1: Okay, talk to me. So
2: we need to talk about Bake Off and we'll talk about that in we a minute. We do. We do, um, yes, but also I really because I know this has been a a, a request for us, um, <laughs> for, for a little while has been people would really like us to watch Love is Blind. And oh my god, really? <laughs> I am gonna have to ask you to watch Love is Blind. I know you've got oh, so shit. many more important things going on, <laughs> but I've just binged the first, I think they do them in sort of release four at a time kind of thing on Netflix, and then yeah. you have to wait a week yeah. for the next lot. I've just binged. That first <laughs> the first four hours' worth of it, yeah psycho I mean it it was mental. I have seen previous seasons of it, but this one I just feel like I've really connected with how mental it is, <laughs> and uh I've just so there was this there was this guy on it. I don't know whether you know the concept no, I don't, so they're they're in uh they start in pods where they don't get to see each other. Um, yeah. They just talk through a wall. And from what I can gather, they literally are doing this for like 10, 12 hours of the day where they just Shit. hop. They're just basically blind dating for the first oh, okay. like week of the show and yeah. um, trying to kind of get connections with people, but they can't see them at all. And they're like, I mean, maybe they do, but I think it's kind of seems to be a bit frowned upon that they, they don't really talk about what they look like. It's kind of supposed to be a bit of a reveal. Um, yeah. Then you're not allowed to leave the pods until until you're engaged. What? <laughs> I know it's mental. So you're not, allow- oh you're not allowed you're not allowed to stop doing that weird. Well I guess presumably if you don't find anyone you like then you're allowed to go home. They don't it's not a hostage <laughs> situation. But um <laughs> but you can't you don't progress on to the next bit of the show unless you get engaged to somebody. Then oh, they shit. have I know it's mental Esther. Then they have a big reveal <laughs> where you you get to see each other. Mm-hmm. And on the whole, ninety percent of the time, it's reality TV. So most of them are hot. Um, yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. If they yeah, were hot Doug keeps saying he's like, why don't they make the most of this format of this program and have somebody who's like, I don't know. I was about to be like, have just a real dog on there or something. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> that's unkind of me to say but like what about you know why don't they actually make it more of a format and have more kind of like average looking people but just normal people yeah uh, I mean sometimes there are people who like there was a plus size girl on the last season of it who was amazing but saying that she was like unbelievably hot and so com- mm. confident with her body that she was just like walking around in a thong all the time and it was like this, this isn't necessarily the experience of most plus-size women. <laughs> um, like, yeah, it, 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 they, they should make more of that. But, I mean, yeah, most of them are pretty are pretty gorgeous. Um, mm. Maybe a li- little bit more average-looking than, like, if you're on Love Island or something. Like, some of them are a bit more yeah. kind of relatable and have got body hang-ups or are, like, a bit nervous to reveal themselves because they've got acne scars or whatever. It's a bit more, but you know, in the mm. grand scheme of things, they're all beautiful. Um, so okay. then they get this reveal. Then if they still are like, yeah, okay, which so far they have always been on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Then they go to, they go on a kind of pre-wedding, like it's like a honeymoon, basically, but but before the wedding. Um, where yeah. they spend a week just getting to know each other in a lovely posh holiday resort. And that's where they explore the like physical side and it's all very cringe and some of them shag, some of them don't, some of oh them are like, God. it's all very, um, yeah, and very awkward. Uh, and some of them like fall into each other's arms and just sort of make love to the sounds of violins immediately. And some oh. of them are like, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is really awkward. Most <laughs> of them are. Um, then they go back and they move in to a house together And Mm -hmm. they start and they meet each other's families and they have a hen do and a stag do and they start to integrate and they go back to work and they start to integrate into each other's lives. And then that's the last sort of week or two of the experiment. And then at the end, they have to decide at the altar whether they're going to say yes or not. (gasps) Yeah. Has anyone got married? Yeah. Multiple of them. And actually I was stalking some of the couples from the first series, which came out a few years ago now. And Some Mm. of them are still together. Some of them have have had children, I believe. Shit. It's bonkers. But most of them, most of them don't get married or if they do, don't last. Um, But I think three of them, the plus-size girl I was talking about, um, Alexa, Mm. I think she was called on the previous season, she's still going out with her guy. They seem to be head over heels. I think they're the only ones from their series that's still together. Um, Mm. And then a couple of the people from the first series of it when I guess people were genuinely going on Because they were like, I really, really want to get married, have children, start a family sort of thing. But I don't, I've exhausted all the options of dating apps, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think it's been less likely in the more recent series because I think a lot more people are going on it because they want to be on this mental program and get a com sponsorship or whatever. (laughs) And is it UK or is it US? It's US. And it's so is it? it's so deliciously American. It's disgusting. <laughs> Again, you know we love all our American listeners. We've we've met a few of you, but we have is, indeed. I hope you would agree that it is just classically. They are so like. So what I wanted to talk to you about, I'm so sorry, I'm banging on about this, but. I can't believe this thing that I discovered this morning. And I know quite a lot of our listeners right. watch Love is Blind. So I wanted to discuss it. And I want you to go away and watch it too. There was this guy <laughs> on there who was a bit strange. And his person, when they met each other, when they had the reveal, she kind of went, mm. oh, um, you, you don't really <laughs> blink at all. Uh, you're a bit intense. It. She definitely was like, I've made the wrong choice here. This guy is weird. But yeah. um, I kind of felt bad for him because everybody kept going, "Oh, he's a re- he's a weirdo, he's a creep," and I was like, "Oh, weirdos <laughs> are allowed to find love too." She chose him. She <laughs> had ten hours of dating with him or whatever. Um, but um, then, but when he proposed to her, he sung this. He did this very, very strange thing where he did a sort of a cappella song, oh, and that. he was like, "I've written oh, you a song," it. and it was like, <gasps> it was like. She was called Arena. It was like, Arena, I, th- I think I found my person or whatever. And then it was like one bit that I very specifically remember because it was super weird was he went, Yeah, I think I found my.
0: This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you.
2: yes my blarney stone so he said i think i found my blarney stone and i was like fucking hell that's weird and then moved on with my life forgot about it thought he was a weirdo yeah this morning on and and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it already don't listen to this bit she also (laughs) concluded he was a weirdo and they are not going to continue on in this show (laughs) but um i I saw a thing on a video on tiktok this morning um and doug and i were watching it together and our jaws dropped because this girl on tiktok had discovered that this song she was like the only thing that would have made this cringier would be if he hadn't actually written that and she found it on youtube it's like no it was so weird it was a video and it was like 10 years old and it had very very few views on it and it's not him it's not him singing it and it says oh whoever you are my blarney stone in the in that song but it's all written about somebody else it's called sarah or something oh my god and so he he found i don't i don't know how he found it but he's obviously found this song i thought oh this has got 10 views no one's ever gonna know ripped it completely pretended he made it up for her on love is blind Uh, no It, it blew my mind and if he hadn't said blarney stone i probably would never have remembered it yeah. because it was such a like no offense to the original songwriter but it was such a like yeah. bland you are my love or whatever that they didn't <laughs> it was only that weird lyric that when he said it we were like what the fuck what? <laughs> that when it came up on tiktok we were like <gasps> <gasps> mental so that has that has me shook this week Okay, okay. And I need I you to promise. watch the show because okay. it is the most. The previous series have been crazy, but this is the most whack program I've ever <laughs> watched in my life, and it is amazing. So, what series? What series do I need to be watching? What's it called? I think what? it's four. I think it's series four, four. of Love Is Blind okay. on Netflix right. now. Netflix. I am going to you watch get in that. touch if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor this. Yeah, mm.
1: um, I will watch it, even though it goes against every fiber in my being yes. to watch reality tv of that sort of format which is yep. not me at all it's the same but as I'm Doug do it, he, I'm he, do he it hates for you. it too
2: but he loves it <laughs> because it's so awful and yeah if you hate it do give it a give it a first episode test and if you yep. hate it <laughs> we'll abandon this concept but if you love it we need okay. to talk about it weekly
1: <laughs> okay well the the other thing we need to talk about weekly is of as course
2: previously discussed Bake off, celeb. Oh my bake god! Off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Who are we going to discuss first? It's got to be. It's got to be the big GC, hasn't it? Got to be the GC. Gemma Collins. Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! I have never like i I've never watched The Only Way Is Essex. I've never watched her.
2: I haven't actually watched it me. either. I've, I've only seen little her. clips of her. Yeah, She's, me too.
1: I I have literally never seen anyone with that level of confidence. Yeah, like, she just she goes was making it. the shittest cakes, and she was like, "Yeah, this is amazing. This is the I'm, we're going to turn it into a handbag,
2: darling. We're going to turn
1: it, and it was this little shit dollop of crap. And it was like, <laughs> what are you, you've made
2: shit. You've made I've sh- never seen anything was, like that.
1: And that pink cake she made was like that looks inedible. I know It was like you've made it out of rubber.
2: They're quite kind oh. on the old um one, are aren't they? Because did you yeah. notice that that thing she made? And honestly, again, Gemma Collins, if you ever happen to listen to our podcast, I would die <laughs> a death. We love you. However, <laughs> yeah, that was this is fucking true. shite. I've never seen anything <laughs> more disgusting in my life. I know. And Paul Hollywood was like, Oh, you would have done quite well if this was a pie competition, because that's what? What? No, it was she, wouldn't. It was no she wouldn't. It was horrible. It didn't yeah. like a good pie. It didn't like a good anything. And she knew it. She's like, "It's a total nightmare. Never mind, eh? It's for a good cause." And I met Paul Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Paul Hollywood's face as well, because she kept
1: on talking about how much she loved him, and you could see that he was actually quite frightened, wasn't he? I think he was. in his
2: eyes. He's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> so funny. I loved Tim Key on it too. Did you love I Tim, loved Key? Tim Key? I, lo- I love Tim Key. I know you love Tim Key in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, and
1: I thought he came across as one of the nicest people, didn't he? he so I thought. So did. I've,
2: I'm a bit in love yeah. with Tim Key now. I'm a bit in love with Tim Key, and he made a really good cake. Yeah, he made a henge. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it was it must have been yeah I can't believe they were cooking for like three hours and, they, However, and all of them did came make up with a coke.
2: cake base and a, a shoe hench Gemma yes. Collins true. I mean come on yeah. she was doing that for three hours Tim <laughs> Key, I thought it was a bit harsh that they that they kind of came for him yeah. for that
1: and and they were kind of they kept on going on about AJ's um, shoe and saying oh that was really good to have done that in three hours and it's like she's literally rolled out some icing and put it on a on a cake
2: stand. She hasn't even made the cake for the I know. season to go on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> we should point out, actually, AJ Doodoo of Women's Running fame. Of Women's Running fame. Every time yes. she's on the telly, I like to say that. <laughs> I like to go, Women's Running cover yeah. star, actually. She'd be nowhere without us. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously, this is true, you know, yeah. that yeah. was the pinnacle yeah, of yeah. her
1: career. <laughs> <laughs> and And... Jessica was amazing.
2: Her cooking, was was incredible. incredible. Ooh, she she was was a clear, she was a clear front runner from the off, wasn't she? She was the David Schwimmer from the beginning.
1: Yes, but without the David Schwimmer false modesty. So I, I you didn't like that, did
2: you? No, I did not (laughs) like
1: that. Oh, I don't know where I'm gonna be. I'm not great, and
2: it's like you've been practicing this, and clearly four months so yeah. that he would win this. He should have just owned it because I thought it was iconic that he'd been practicing for Bake Off a month. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I, it made me laugh so much that he was so obsessed with Bake Off.
1: Particularly because he was next to Jesse when he was doing it <sighs> and he had been practicing for months and months and months so that his would be perfect. And she was trying to rub a whole block of butter. Yeah. With ten-inch fingernails, and she was like, oh well, God, I've never done this before." And it's it. like, you...
2: <laughs> oh, it was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was <so> bad. <laughs> oh dear, it—it it was. I think actually, I don't know whether we've discussed yet on the pod, Alison Hammond. Hmm.
1: I haven't even got to Alice. Where, where, where has she well, been in that episode? Yet? Uh, I don't, no, Oh, I see yeah, the replacement. Yeah, because
2: because you <sighs> you messaged me about this the other day, and I don't actually think we yeah. discussed it. We have not discussed Alison Hammond. No, I because yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I'm loving this series of the Celebrity Bake Off. It's so mm-hmm. funny, but I have to admit, more and more, I'm agreeing with you that I just feel like Noel and Matt love them individually, mm. but I don't think they're bringing the hosting energy that we need and I think Alison Hammond might be the antidote because she's very much a like Gemma Collins she's a bit of a hun isn't she and I think yeah yeah I think she I think that's a bit more of a fit for Bake Off rather than rather Noel who's like oh I've I've got a big bag of bones and that's just prue like
1: yeah yeah. But but, but I think it's a bit of a shame my thing is that I have I've fallen in and out and in and out of love with those those two hosts. Yeah, quite a lot. but the one the one I remain deeply deeply in love with is always going to be Matt Lucas, and he's the one that's going.
2: I know that is so sad, we, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So we still have Noel, and Noel. There's probably lots of underlying reasons, and you need to think well of people, don't you, before you feel you think ill of them, which is mm-hmm. not really my way round at all. But he's always <laughs> off, <laughs> he's always off sick. So you know he's always like he wasn't there for the first episode of this. Yeah, that's and true. Was he like, wasn't. Surely there's probably quite a long lead up time to this, and your hosts and. But there are quite a few times within the you know series, like the normal series that we've watched, where he's not been there because of one thing or another. Yeah, and you just sort of think, come here, mm, flaky, 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 yeah, flaky, yeah, p- flaky phyllo pastry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So actually, I, I will now, uh, to begin with, when they first said Alison Hammond, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But now, actually, I think as as a kind of, um, as a good presenter, I think she might be perhaps a more useful foil. Yeah. Uh, I will miss Matt. I'm going to miss Matt
2: a I do love um, Matt. I did love, what was the joke he made right at the end of that episode where it's one of my favorite types of comedy? <laughs> where he was like, he's done it before. I remember him on the Travel Man show. And it, this was when he was quite a large man and they were trying to serve him hmm. more food. And he went, oh, stop, I should become overweight. <laughs> it really makes me laugh when people... And he did another one about being gay at the end oh, of the episode. He said, he, yeah. said, he, said, he said, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but I'd like that, yes. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. made me... I love his self-awareness and like his kind of... I love that dry humour. I would really I yeah. miss him as I'm well missing. i think
1: but also i think i can tell that he as individual appear...
2: comedians i love them it's just i think yes. there's something that yeah, hasn't it been quite, quite right about the yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah <sighs> so we've done we've done reality tv should we yeah uh... i'm sorry i feel like i was really <laughs> annoying during that segment because i was so excited to talk to you about all of that stuff that i was going a million <laughs> miles an hour oh have a breath i'm have a water okay. dave will tell me off right for my noises so I'll just lean over here
1: to do it lean over there okay well we'll forgive you okay. for uh talking at length about love is blind
2: oh, uh, and bl- I promise to Blimey watch it stone,
1: um, a stone. <laughs> um let's <laughs> that maybe it could be our new theme tune uh, maybe.
2: um we'll, get him, to, we'll get him in the
1: studio let's get him in. Um, yeah. in the studio yeah my bedroom um that sounds weird um <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i do not want a man that doesn't blink in my bedroom no you um, do not want this guy bless his soul no. bless him no. No. to his core so, um, but, yeah so let's
1: move on to one of our little topics that we were going to talk about which was either going to be any more emails that we've received but i'm throwing that at you without yeah, any prior I did actually warning have an
2: email that i wanted to share with you um oh yeah There will be more next week. I'm terribly sorry if I've skipped over anybody here, um, but I just thought I would share this one because I'm really, really overexcited about it. Uh, This is not (laughs) confirming anything um, because we would, obviously, things need to be in motion and we'd very much need to discuss this. It's not down to me and Esther, sadly. But I wanted to let you know Mm. we have had uh, a little bit of interest in the idea of going on a group holiday to Club La Santa. So I thought I'd throw that. In the ring. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One or two people have emailed and said, Would you, would we, would we want to do that? And I just oh. wanted to say live on air, Yes. But we'll have to <laughs> obviously speak to Sports Tours and Club Santa about that. It's not up to us. But oh, I, I would love that. it because the point that, the point that, so it, we'd had an email about it a while ago, but it was Sophie emailed in mm-hmm. um, and reminded me about this idea. Um, and she said that it's it would be a really good balance because it would eliminate any of that pre-run anxiety that people like me have instead of doing Mm -hmm. a group half that like you know we're just going like that's rather than being our big thing our big scary thing in the calendar that's our lovely respite between events maybe um and that's true might be a bit, bit nice and inclusive, and then those who want to do runs and walks and cycles mm-hmm. and exercise classes can. But those who just want to sit by the pool with a cocktail also can. So it might be, might be a nice way to get more of oh the pod my God. squad in one place. Yeah, I'd love it. And they, do you know
1: when I was there? Actually, in it was in September, and they did. They were doing like marathon workshops mm-hmm. then, and I think they, I think they do that again in February. Like they time it so it's like a couple of months ahead of of your marathon you know spring or autumn whatever so there there can be a focus on a goal if you want it to be but at the same time yeah like you said it doesn't there doesn't need to be that kind of focus that
2: could work really well we could have like we could have a special workshop for the pod squad like it can be like I don't know if there's something that people do want to do race wise then we can Mm -hmm. have a little sesh together on it but also there can be no obligation if people would like to float on a Blow up flamingo <laughs> with an umbrella drink.
1: That's what I would like to
2: do.
1: <laughs> I was wondering why you've mentioned that a couple of times because yes, that does sound like.
2: Yeah, like that's my plan. Oh. I would, I, that's where I'm. What I'm manifesting. <laughs> oh, are you? So oh, yeah, definitely yeah. going to happen then. <laughs> and you know, all all to do with the universe rather than somebody actually. Um, sorry, I'm so chaotic, but somebody also uh, emailed in let mm-hmm. me tell you um to to uh this this was sorry i'm taking a moment to find this because it was on instagram um somebody sent me oh where would it be oh was it the manifesting picture because i think i was given that were well. you as well it was a it was a picture I, think so. I believe it was a um oh it's gone it says post unavailable because it was deleted it was basically it oh. was mia sent in a a cross stitch Where it was like you're not manifesting anything, you stupid twat. You're just working really hard at it, or something. (laughs) Yeah, it it was that that, made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. It was that poor delivery. No apologies, because the post apparently has been deleted, probably by that bloke I was talking about, Chief Manifesting Man. Oh, probably him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he's he's been report going around reporting things like that because it's bad for business. Bad for the world of manifesting. Yeah. Oh, but manifesting. We did want to talk about? And we have done for weeks. This is what happens. Yes. I think we've told yes. you this before. We we do write what we're going to talk about, and then fifty minutes in, we go. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! We haven't talked about it.
1: I haven't, uh, haven't talked
2: about the really important thing.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> do you want to talk about fasted running? Yeah, because we've been we've been meaning mm-hmm. to talk about fasted running for ages, and I think it's because. Well, it's it's for lots of reasons, but I think it's because both Holly and I realise that that's something that we do. We do,
2: do, and actually, we do it on purpose, as recommended by a coach, as experts, Mm. and not accidentally because we didn't have any breakfast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, bearing in mind that it's probably more towards the latter than the former. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when we kind of (laughs) realise, yeah, that was spoiler. That was uh, a joke. uh, Total lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we do. So we we do fasted running, but not because we we think that we should, but because we accidentally haven't had that banana for breakfast or we don't feel like we can stomach it at half five in the morning or whatever. So yeah. that's what we do. Um, And also it's the knowledge. It's also in the knowledge that if you eat a certain time before you go for a run, you might feel like shit when you do run or you might puke or whatever. Um, so yeah. So most of my most midweek runs are fasted and you're probably the same there. And the mm. only time that I do eat before I go for a run is on a long run. And then I strategically think about what I'm eating to make sure it sort of keeps me going for at least the first four or five miles sort of thing. Um So I do that. So it made us think about fasted running as a technique and whether it's good or whether it's bad and stuff. And so I was doing some of my amazing Google research. So Anyone oh do come this. on,
2: let's do this! I'm excited. <laughs> I love these. Uh, so I'm going to
1: quickly go to one of our lovely links. So this is on, um, actually, this is on women'srunning.co.uk. Other websites are available. Yeah. Um,
2: no, they're we not. Do, uh,
1: <laughs> 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 we've got a very old story on what runners need to know about fasted running. Um, okay. And oh God, well, well one put of, that on my list to update. Then back to the day uh, job in a minute. <laughs> But one of the issues with fasted running is that lots of people and particularly women um, will, just because of society and, you know, other things, will probably make, may consider running fasted as a sort of weight loss tool. Mm -hmm. That could be like one of the main reasons people do it. So... uh, but i think basically the answer to that is it's not going to work because what happens is you're going to be even more hungry when you get home and the chances are is you'll you will you'll will just replenish the calories that you've lost and more so so ch- as a kind of weight loss strategy uh it's not, not the necessarily one. something that's going to help mm-hmm. um so personally uh, though
2: i love it for exactly that reason is that if mm. I run on an empty stomach, then the roast I'm going to eat afterwards is going to slap. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but anyway. interestingly, as this article says, it says um, running after breakfast tends to result in better appetite management across the day, rather than like, you know, troughing, I think essentially is what they're saying.
2: I see. But, because yeah, you're not going to be as ravenous, so you're not just gonna go oh, mm-hmm. pop, 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 afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they're sort that's of suggesting much, actually that's kind of what we're like, isn't it? I'm not throwing us mm-hmm. under the bus here, but we yeah. tend to not eat huge amounts during the day. We be we're quite sort of quote unquote sensible, though, you know, that's everybody's mm-hmm. own definition, isn't it? Um, during the day. And then maybe me so me more so than you, but in the evening, that's when we have naughty, naughty crisp time and yeah. everything starts to catch up with us a little bit. And we just go, you know what? Fucking hell, I've been so bloody good today. Who gets a frying shit and eat a whole pint of ice cream?
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I think anecdotally, I think there is there is some evidence to say that dog owners and dog walkers, tend to be people that are, are the lowest weight and, you know,
2: manage their weight better than people that run. Because they don't um, think, oh, I've just done something quite intense that I need to replenish my calories for.
1: Exactly. They don't feel like yeah. they need
2: to reward themselves in any yeah. way because it's just what they do. So that's an interesting thing.
1: And um, But the other thing. I'm the fully, other thing again, a
2: quick disclaimer in that I am so for rewarding yourself after a run, each to their own, oh, is gotcha. it? yeah each to their own. i would um, like but, to yeah, have the a other, the, huge packet of crisps afterwards
1: it, it, well, yeah wouldn't we all but the, the other the other thing about uh fasted running is that there is another strange benefit that it, well i say another the first benefit isn't even a benefit necessarily um but the the other thing that you might potentially benefit from if you were to run without eating beforehand is apparently it might actually help you run faster and i, I don't know if that's because you're running towards your roast but oh, um
2: really but they were sort of or saying yeah because in the tank you got less in the tank so you you weigh you know right you're an empty shell oh i see because you weigh less i
1: was um, just that, that you, i don't think it,
2: it's
1: that <laughs> i don't think it's that back away from the science hole um okay. no okay. <laughs> i'll
2: try not to guess science
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so i think what they're saying is that basically um it's it's being in a low carbohydrate state, so that's the fasted state. So that's not having all that energy in you, um, and it, it means that you use your fat reserves to run. And apparently, that's more that can be more efficient.
2: Ah, oh, there I, we go. I, I I don't really understand that science, but anyway. So what you've the... stored up in your in your you know the junk you've got in your trunk might actually mm-hmm. be more efficient fuel for your body mm-hmm. than. Um, what you've just eaten if that makes sense yes yeah so I've got so something like here petrol Actually, versus I've got diesel or whatever it's like you're full of diesel yes. you put petrol in at yeah forget that analogy sack that off okay that bollocks I move I move back to that so I
1: I ripped something off of and I'm going to quote them here trail runner um and so they put something um where um there's something about fasted running Um, And they were saying, so some studies point towards strategic low glycogen availability during training sessions. So that means when you don't have, you have less sugar, I guess, possibly increasing the capability for the body to oxidate fat to fuel exercise, which is what we were just saying. And fat oxidation is important because of of how the body produces energy. During running, aerobic threshold is the intensity range when the body switches from fat oxidation to relying on carbohydrates. So the food, okay, um, and that's a barrier for how hard an athlete can go in longer events because glycogen 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 stores burn off quickly. Um, I, I don't know if I understand anything I've just said. Um. So I don't
2: as personally, but
1: summarised here, it says it, it equates to up to a couple of hours at marathon pace. At marathon pace, so if you improve your fat oxidation, so if you improve that kind of fasted running state just a tiny bit, and athletes can excel at longer races by pushing closer to the limit from the minute that they start. So
2: I mean,
1: I think, I that think might, we, might, we
2: need help from. um laura or somebody don't we because this yeah. is this is interesting because this is quite different to what i thought like this would go against for example my my haribo my two haribo every 5k yes. right? But because that's, that's essentially saying that 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 sugar and carb that you're taking in mm. yeah. if your body's relying on that then it's not using what's in your store which could actually be a more efficient fuel
1: is that what it's basically saying? So, yeah, it sums it up here um, where it says, at its best, indiscriminate fasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be us. Awesome. Indiscriminate so fasted running. I you haven't had your
2: breakfast.
1: Exactly. Okay. It fa- indiscriminate fasted running risks making athletes more efficient at being slightly inefficient. That's quite a good thing, isn't it? Oh, I see. So okay. more efficient at being slightly inefficient. But at its worst, and this is the bit to take home, fasted running can cause Health crises and particularly that went from zero to a
2: hundred, didn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) But particularly in women, because what you've got when you start talking about controlling your diet in some way or another, particularly as runners, there's always the issue that women, particularly, will take it too far. And and I know that sounds as though I'm being horrible to women. women I'm not. I'm being horrible to society. Yeah. Women may feel like they need to take it too far. And I read about athletes all the time who feel like they need to or felt in the past as if they needed to restrict their diet to be a certain weight to go faster. And you, obviously, that doesn't work. You need to very closely monitor what goes in and ensure that the fuel that you take in is enough to fuel the training that you do. And there's always concerns about all sorts of eating disorders. There's obviously concerns about uh, red S. Um, So fasted training can tip people over into awful things like red S because you start doing that control thing. So as women in particular, we need to be really, really careful with anything, any kind of bits of advice about fasted running, because it may be that they're not applicable to women. They might be all right for a bloke to do it. Okay. Potentially, but it might not, you know, because it it is, as we know with running, it's horses for courses, isn't it? If it works for you, it works for you and that's fine.
2: And I used to find that it worked for me, but I have to admit, I would be more along the advice then of this article now that I think, I think probably what I was sneakily doing was thinking, because I don't, I'm, I'm not usually a breakfast person. And I've actually only just recently realized that I think that that's an old habit that when I very first lost, A lot of weight when I was in school, I was like 16, 17. Um, I um and I stopped eating so much, but just because I was really anxious. And then kind of that led to struggling with disordered eating a bit. Um, and the first thing I did was cut out breakfast because that felt like empty calories that I didn't need. And I think I genuinely think that even now. I can excuse habits that I'm like, "Mm, this is probably quite a lot of calories, but by going, oh, but I didn't have breakfast. And actually who fucking cares? Uh, You need to have breakfast. So Mm. I'm going to try and make, I have been trying, I had breakfast this morning and I felt that the Paris half was a tipping point for me in that because my run was so much more comfortable because I ate before it. And that was basically the first time apart from sort of half a banana here or there that I've actually had a had a proper breakfast I had like bread I had a banana I think I might Mm -hmm. have even had some Nutella in there I had some fruit and it I felt so much more comfortable on the run which was also you know there were other things at play but I definitely think that the fact that I really properly fueled beforehand was good so
1: yeah yeah I think that's the thing isn't I mean obviously yeah like like we just said you know some people some people love running with no fuel some people love to fuel up beforehand um and and when I'm running at half past six in the morning um there's no way I'm gonna eat before then no but then... I'm not gonna
2: get up at half five to have a bloody piece of toast no thank exactly you not, not the life for me I...
1: no 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 not quite but then when I'm running at half six in the morning I will not be running for any longer than probably five miles max mm. absolute max and I I know that if I was going to do more than that then I would just do it later, and I'd make sure that I'd have yeah. you know an hour or so between eating a small thing and then going for that run. And I would fuel
2: during anything that's yes. like six miles or more. I fuel during as well. Yeah, plus so, yeah. I think that's a really interesting point. That like if you're running shorter distances, again, this is for me. If you're running shorter distances, you tend to go a little bit faster. That is when I might be in danger of mm. going because it's like more of that like high intensity interval yeah. basically isn't it it's like you've gone yeah. from nothing you've gone from rest you wake up you go for quite a quick run on yeah. with food in your tummy it's just maybe more likely to make you feel sick but if you're doing a longer ploddy slower thing then having something in the tank to kind of release slowly during that yeah is is ideal and it's always, it's, it's, it comes funny. back to, I mean, I
1: know, I know we've we've veered away from fasting and, and we've gone to fueling now, but it's we've, always, we've, figure-
2: yeah, we've,
1: we've denounced fasted
2: running. It's fine, <laughs> it's fine. Um,
1: but it's kind of, it's moving on, it's making sure, it's going back to that old thing, which is so boring, but so true, but, but that practice with what you're eating is the thing that can have, like you found, like all the difference between a, a, an incredibly uncomfortable run to yeah. actually a really enjoyable one. And, you know, I've, I've practiced with quite a lot of different things. I know that having a roast dinner two hours before I go for a run is very, very bad, Mm -hmm. but having half a cereal bar 20 minutes before I go for a run is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these things we, we sort of live to tell the tale, don't we? So it's, um,
2: yeah, I do think that we should, that was really interesting. And I think that we should get a, an expert we say this every week don't we let's get every an expert week. on let's get an expert on I, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that would be potentially be really beneficial to us and to people listening to talk mm-hmm. about this all this science to do with energy stores and stuff because yeah I'm interested to know more and to try and pick into that a bit more That's yeah. like why sometimes basically why sometimes faster running works and why sometimes it makes you feel like shit
1: yeah 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 i mean i think uh, also let's bear in mind that there are ty- we have there are so many things at play when we go for a run mm. and and there are so many things at play when women go for a run that can make that run feel good or feel shit that it could be a hormonal shift it could be um it could be because you had a glass of seven Blanc the night before it could be because you didn't drink enough water in the two days leading up to that run, that's a Even huge if run. It's huge, yeah. It is massive. It yeah. is absolutely massive. And it, yeah. If if you didn't get enough sleep for a couple of nights beforehand, and you may not, when you go for your run, you might not think to yourself, "Oh, I've had you know a couple of really shit nights sleep." You might be thinking, you might feel okay, but it, but things add up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's all sorts of all sorts yeah. of crap stuff that we have to shoulder that can impact the enjoyment levels of our run yeah. but I think there are things that we. I think what we're basically saying here is it that there are things that we can control um and one of those is to figure out the food that we eat before we go and during Definitely. a run and after a run yeah
2: yeah sure. I think it's helped me dig into some stuff that again maybe we should talk more about on a on a kind of nutrition episode mm. with a person but I think it's really making me think about my relationship with food as a reward because I think yeah not only do I tend to do the fasted running thing because um I think oh maybe that kind of cuts a couple of calories out which is you know not for me not a healthy route to go down um but also my first thing then was like oh but how good does it feel when you're like doesn't that roast slap afterwards and like that's fine of course to a degree but like Food isn't a reward for going for a run. Like, it's necessary. Yeah. It's fuel. It's what you need to be putting into your body to be looking after yourself. And like, is seeing the roast dinner at the end of your run necessarily the healthiest thing? We talk about it all the time. But actually, I don't know.
1: <sighs> I we've opened don't know. a can of
2: worms, haven't we? We've opened a can uh, absolute can of worms. Yeah. yeah. We've I don't opened know. a can I... of peanuts.
1: Yeah, because I do, I always, always look forward to the food that I'm going to eat when I get back from a run. Of course I do. It's just, I think that's quite natural. And I think, to be honest, you know what? Fuck it. If it gives us pleasure, if these things give us pleasure yeah. and we enjoy the thing that we're eating and the thing that we're doing before we go eating, then I I think we're all right.
2: Yes, I'm a I big advocate of pleasure. And I think, yeah, <laughs> let's, more of that. More of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just,
1: yeah, I just, it's so, I get so worried when we talk about fasted running because I do, I, I am so hyper aware that people listen to the pod, access our brand, Um, you know, that we've got lots of people that we are kind of talking to every single day. And I just, I know that there, that people come with different histories and experiences and vulnerabilities. And I, mm. And fasted running is one of those things that people can really pick up on as a, Ooh, there's a tool that'll help. And it's like, yeah, you're right. We need to get a nutritionist on to talk to us specifically about what it is, what Mm. the technique is, what, why it might actually be good for some people. It might be that it's only good for like elite athletes. Yeah. That might, that might be the thing so um yeah that's probably you know quite valid for those of us that just can't be asked to eat the banana in time or whatever so
2: i mean that's purely my reason that's what i do in life it's like oh yeah i'm actually really good at at fasted running and it's always because i just can't be bothered to get up early enough to have a banana Uh, it'll make me be sick if i go just before like same with most things in my life it's like yeah it's actually i um i'm really fantastic at at doing the washing up it's like no nah, I just need that plate yeah <laughs> that was a stupid example but you know what I but, mean
1: yeah, yeah I know exactly what you mean I know exactly accidentally so, holy <laughs> ac- accidentally fucking brilliant at something just because yeah. it's something that actually has to be done yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I feel that <laughs> So what well, are you doing after this? Are you, going, are you going off to do one of your classes?
2: Yeah, I was thinking that I might go to a spin class. Um, mm. But also, I mean, the possibilities are endless today. I probably won't go for a run because it looks a bit nasty outside today. It does look shit outside, doesn't I'm it? I'm really sorry because I know you are just <laughs> going to go for one. Um, going to go. But think of the joy of in a few weeks' time when you will not be training for a big thing anymore. And you can do what I'm doing right now and go. No, I'll probably just do it another time. It's nasty out there. (laughs) It's nice. It's nice. Join me over here. Not long. I want to be there. You will be be so soon. And then but I think what's kind of calling to me, because the spin class, if I go, I'll have to pay a tenner, which I can't really be bothered to do. Um, Mm. I might load up a lovely hit class from my gal, MK Fit, who I love. (laughs) (laughs) I might see if she's done any new um, any new ones and, and have a go at yeah. that. and then afterwards because after all of that I can't get out of my head that I will be having food as a reward for that I'm mm-hmm. going to have scrambled eggs and I'm really excited about the fact that we the other day for a pasta recipe bought cream and parsley so I'm going to put a little splash of cream and some chopped parsley in my scrambled eggs oh it's going to be decadent <laughs> So posh. I know <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about what are you you're going to go for a run now? How many miles? Uh,
1: I am not going to do any more than four because I mm-hmm. simply can't be asked. Yeah, um and I am going to I think I should really technically be doing some kind of tempo. um I'm not. I'm just going to run Win it scoffing for the yeah. yeah for the visuals fuck it no yeah that yeah, that is a scoff face yeah. yeah um I'm just going to complete it um and then I'm going to come back and I'm probably going to have a tuna salad the usual kind oh, of you human. are a woman of many
2: surprises uh, aren't I though <laughs> But that will give you (gasps) so much joy because you like to know what you're going to have. Whereas for me, I'm weird in that I like to be like, oh, what happens if I put something weird in this scrambled egg? And that's the two I
1: mean, mean, the weird thing for me is the fact that you look forward to scrambled eggs. So
2: yeah, Doug finds that really weird as well. He goes at the smell of an egg. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know neither of you are really egg people. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk not like about eggs. You need to go for a That's run. You don't it. want to think about eggs. I don't <laughs> want to think about eggs.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra pod squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including behind the scenes newsletters and free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly. For just £6 a month, you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Women's Running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.